Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply, let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world, waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will now begin our chanting segment. Chanting is another form of meditation. Through chanting, we have to be present in the moment as we concentrate on each syllable that's presented before us. It is a way for us to calm our minds and to be in the here and now. We will begin at the sound of the bell. We will now chant Jusege. Mm-hmm. 
This is a tale of two Unos, Dr. Tai Tetsu Uno and Reverend Tetsuo Uno, in search of a teacher. There are many writers and teachers with different styles, each one having something to offer us. In high school, I took an English class that focused on modern American writers, those who developed the short story as a new art form. We studied Hemingway, J.D. Salinger, and Kurt Vonnegut, among many, But the story that stood out the most was The Bear by William Faulkner. It was published in 1942 and consisted of 25 pages. I remember it because it had a rambling, run-on sentence that covered several pages. I didn't realize this until our teacher pointed it out. He said it was a literary device to make the reader feel uncomfortable and disoriented, and it worked. It was very hard to follow and stay focused. It was a thousand words strung together with commas, semicolons, and hyphens with a single period. I didn't like it, but it had the desired effect. Recently, I discovered that this wasn't even his longest sentence. In 1983, William Faulkner was awarded the title of the longest sentence in literature by Guinness World Records for his 1,288-word sentence in Absalon, Absalon, Faulkner seems to have been somewhat of a contradiction in this pursuit. He once said, I'm trying to say it all in one sentence, between one cap and one period. I'm still trying to figure it all out, if possible, on one pinhead. I don't know how to do it. All I know is to keep doing and trying in new ways. You might be able to say it all in 1,288 words, but it certainly would not fit on a pinhead. This contradiction reminds me of two of my favorite Buddhist teachers among many, 
Taitetsu Uno and Tetsuo Uno, or Tai and Tets for short. Once at a Buddhist conference, I introduced Taitetsu Uno as the guest speaker, but was nervous and pronounced his name as Taitetsuo Uno. I had merged their two names together into one. He was very understanding. As he took the podium, he just smiled at me. I've noticed the same issue on the internet. The biographies and timelines for these two men are all mixed up, making it even more difficult keeping them straight. For example, it is Taitetsu Uno who passed away in 2014, not Tetsuo Uno, who is now 90 years old. If you knew them as people, you couldn't possibly mix them up. Taitetsu Uno was warm and gentle. He spoke very poetically, while Tetsuo is more direct and to the point. Some have observed that Taitetsu is more Shin in his approach, while Tetsuo Uno is more Zen in his. Taitetsu Uno is a scholar, having written two books, River of Fire, River of Water, and Shin Buddhism, Bits of Rubble Turn into Gold. The former is the first book on Shin Buddhism that I had ever read. I read the book literally, which was not how it was intended. I had trouble differentiating the metaphors from fact. I remember the first encounter I had with Taitetsu Uno when he came to OCBC in 1999 to discuss his first book. Out of the blue, he turned and looked at me right in the eye and asked, where is Amida Buddha? I really didn't know, but I was on the spot. I was going to point to the Amida Buddha statue on the altar, but then without thinking, I pointed to my heart. He smiled knowingly and moved on with his discussion. Tetsuo Uno came at me from another direction around that same period. During a Buddhist education lecture, he too looked right at me and said that it takes at least 10 years to begin to appreciate Shin Buddhism. And he meant me. He wanted me to exhale, relax, and just listen for 10 years. Rather than feeling discouraged, I found this to be very encouraging. It takes time. There's no rush or pressure. Interesting to have two such different styles from two brothers, no less. I recently watched Reverend Tetsuo Uno's retirement talk on Vimeo from December 1st, 2019. In typical fashion, he closed with this quotation from William Faulkner. The past is never dead. It's not even past. Very short and sweet and to the point. But I have a feeling that Taitetsuo Uno would have used the full quotation, which is, The past is never dead. It's not even past. All of us labor in webs spun long before we were born, webs of heredity and environment, of desire and consequence, of history and eternity. Haunted by wrong turns and roads not taken, we pursue images perceived as new, but whose providence dates back to the dim dramas of our childhood, which are themselves but ripples of consequence, echoing down the generations. The everyday demands of life distract from this resonance of images and events, but some of us feel it always. Both versions work well and fit on a pinhead but it represents the two styles of both Faulkner and the two Unos. Not only do writers and teachers have to find their style, but students, we too, also have to find our own style. Our teachers are out there, but we have to find them. They are the ones who resonate with us in ways that are uniquely their own and our own. I have come to the conclusion that for me, both Unos are number one. I needed both the indirect and the direct approach to make progress along the path. 
I am very grateful that I was able to learn from these two great teachers. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. Thank you very much, Reverend John Turner. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2024 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.